Hi everyone, this is Ron Littman, and I'm a pediatric anesthesiologist at the uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And with me is my co-author, Dr. Phoebe Mainland. Hi, Phoebe. Hi, Ron. So what we're going to do here is talk for a few minutes about an article we published in uh, Pediatric Anesthesia about some of the new connectors that are coming out, rolling out in the next few years to prevent wrong root medication errors. Now, uh, Dr. Mainland was the recipient of a Churchill Fellowship. Uh, Phoebe, why don't you start by just telling us what, what is that fellowship and uh, what did it entail? Thanks, Ron. The, the Churchill Fellowship is awarded by the Winston Churchill Memorial Trust in Australia to support Australians to travel to investigate international best practice. My fellowship was awarded for my project to look at how different jurisdictions were preparing for the introduction of devices with new connectors, uh, non-Lua connectors. This was based on some work that I've been doing in my role as representing Australia on ISO Committee, International Organisation for Standardisation, for uh, a series of connectors to re uh, replace Lua, which will be kept for intravascular and hypodermic applications. But why, why do we need to do this? What's, what's the problem with the lures right now? The problem with the lures, it's such a good connector. It's used on devices, uh, used for different, well, for many applications. So there is an automatic fit between uh, the, the applications when they're not intended to. For example, epidural uh, infusions can be hooked up to an intravenous access port, which is lure. They're both lure. So to reduce the incidence of uh, wrong route uh, medications, the uh, replacing lure with a specific connector for a specific application. I see. So what's been happening is that people have been accidentally connecting intravascular with epidural or spinal or even intragastric uh, connectors and causing patient harm, right? That's right. And there's several case reports uh, fatalities as well as uh, even near misses. So can you tell us a little bit about the solutions to, to all this, what we wrote about it in the article? Uh, well, by having these different connectors, uh, it, it means that it's, it's an engineering design to reduce the interconnectability between devices intended for different applications, routes of application, and these include the epidural or, or neural um, and blood pressure cuff, and to come will be respiratory connectors. So, in other words, each each connector's own separate physical connection can't be interconnected with the others, right? That's correct. So, when you when you got your fellowship, you traveled around the world looking to see what institutions were doing to to uh, enact these changes. Is that correct? That's right, and. Uh, particularly of interest was the UK because they had changed to non-lure connectors for spinal and epidural uh, devices in the past and they'd learnt from their experience and, and have a very good plan for when these the standardised ISO connectors are introduced later. Their experiences uh, in the past was based firstly on uh, a, a problem that there were multiple um, proprietary connectors whereas what we're going to have now is one standardised connector for epidural and spinal. 
And uh, just despite that, once they'd, the market chose which one, they've had a lot of success. And since then, there's been no reported case of uh, intrathecal administration of, of it, drugs intended for intravascular, for example, chemotherapy. And, and what about the United States? There's a there's a number of places now that have switched over to a different kind of enteral connection. Is that correct? That's right. And that there is the standardised ISO connector. The manufacturers have named it uh, NFIT, and this is a reverse orientation connector. So rather than the male end being on the syringe, the male end is on the patient uh, device been a lot of experience when I was doing my fellowship last year, but I believe that it's been a successful uh, rollout. One of the problems is identifying the range of devices that would need to be changed with to incorporate the new connectors. I see. And what advice would you give to healthcare providers out there who have not yet changed over to either the NFID or the Neuraxial? Uh, the recommendations from my report at the end of my fellowship was that this, pointing out that this is not just for clinicians, uh, healthcare professionals. This is a whole logistics um, systems approach that's needed. Um, that the stakeholders include not only the manufacturers and clinicians, but also pharmacists, logistics and, and materials uh, supplies. Uh, and stocking issues. So there needs to be communication between all of the com stakeholders for a particular area so that there can be a planned changeover without chaos, without stocking both uh, the old style and the, the, connect the devices with the new connectors. Thanks a lot for joining me, Phoebe. This audio for the journal Pediatric Anesthesia, it's a really great introduction into the kinds of uh, things that we talk about in our article and the different types of connectors that are coming your way, uh, country by country, right, as different uh, manufacturers roll out their different devices. And this is all an attempt, folks, to eliminate or at least drastically reduce uh, wrong root errors because, you know, if you're going to inject something that's meant for the intravascular space but you accidentally inject it into the, say, spinal space, or if you put something that's meant to go enterally into the digestive system and you, you by accident put it into the intravascular space, then uh, it, can, it can result in some pretty significant patient morbidity. Anything else you want to uh, tell our audience before we, uh, we cut off now? One thing I think is important, thanks, Ron, is that there is monitoring and reporting during the changeover. So uh, please investigate your local reporting systems and we'd be really willing to uh, and keen to hear from those and update any recommendations for the introduction. That's great. Well, I hope everyone reads our article and uh, please give us some feedback on it. And especially if you've got some problems using these new connectors in the future, I hope that you will write into pediatric anesthesia and tell the rest of the uh, pediatric anesthesia community about them. Thanks a lot for joining me, Phoebe, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Ron.